praise the Lord. And uh, there's just something about when you are physically not into it. Brother, brother DeLoren said, you know, when you're, you're not feeling good, you don't care what you look like. You don't care about none of that stuff really even matters. And you're just, um, I'm here. My voice is shot. My body's shot. And what an opportunity that is to experience the power of God. When, when you are physically weak and you can't do it and you know you can't do it and you know you don't got it. There's no greater moment for you to experience the, the power of His Spirit than at that point in time. And that's what we've got here. We don't have human strength. We've got the power of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. And if you, uh, if you didn't hear Tuesday's message online, uh, you need to tune in and listen to it. Because you've got a, you've got a man of God in Albert Dunn that... that you would, never, you would never know by listening to the recording that there was literally three people in the audience. Me and uh, Sister Nichols and Sister Linda. Everybody else is out sick. And you would never know that because three people might as well as be 3,000 people. I'm, Sister Reagan was here for prayer, but she, she's afraid to drive in the dark. And so what she does is she prays until it's dark. <laughs> and so her her spirit was here. She was praying. But the, the atmosphere of God is not based on the group of people. It's based on the power of His Spirit and faith. And so I'm thankful Brother, Brother Dunn can preach, to, he can preach to a wall. He can preach to a barbecue. That's probably the secret recipes. He preaches right into that, that pork butt, right? I command you, rise up. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. That's a powerful, so powerful. We know that. We know that there is in, inside this one verse the, the gospel, the death, burial, resurrection. We experience it in this one verse. And uh, it's, an amazing, it's an amazing every one of you baptized for remission of sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I want to know, have you received the gift of the Holy Ghost? Amen. Praise God. You, you can go ahead and be seated. Praise God. That's the message. Simon Peter. The Lord, the Lord, when he was on the earth, miraculously... He fed 5,000 and 4,000. But he never on earth miraculously saved 3,000. It's a miracle that the Lord didn't do and didn't even get close to this. Individuals, the Lord looked at a woman caught in the act of adultery. Go sin no more, you're forgiven. 
There was a man that was paralyzed, had palsy, and his friends brought him to the Lord through the roof, and the Lord did a miracle to show he had power to forgive sins. And he also told that man, your sins are forgiven. But never, never this many people, and never this group of people. This, uh, this is the group of people that cried, crucify, crucify. This is the same group of people that said there's no other king but Caesar. This is the group of people that said his blood be on us and on our children. That's why Simon Peter said you crucified. The Lord approved of him with miracles, but you sentenced him to death. And those are the people that said, men and brethren, what shall we do? 3,000 people in a crowd to crucify are now... What shall we do? Jesus never experienced that. There was never in that crowd 3,000 following the Lord. That's that's an unbelievable turn of events here. And, And it all began in an upper room when the day of Pentecost was fully come. And the Bible said they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak with other tongues because... Other tongues is the evidence of the invisible spirit. And they began to speak with other tongues, but they were filled with the Holy Ghost. The the language is miraculous, but it's also human. It's coming out of your tongue, out out of your voice, out of your language. It's an absolute miracle. I, I, I prayed for a guy in Rome, Georgia, that didn't have a voice box. He had had surgery. He was a, a smoker for most of his life, and he lost his ability to speak. But when I laid hands on him after he was baptized, he began to verbally speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave him utterance, not because he got his voice box back, but because that's the evidence of the Holy Ghost. He couldn't speak in English. He couldn't speak otherwise. But when, the, when he was speaking with tongues, it was out loud. Impossible to do it, but he did it because that's the evidence of the invisible God filling somebody's, filling somebody's spirit, soul, and body. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe what Paul... But when, when you get to thinking about that, I wonder, in, in many, many years gone by, and the, the renewal of the Holy Ghost, early 1900s, a little bit before that, but mainly in the early 1900s, Azusa, California, you had an outbreak of the Holy Ghost, and it, it began all over the globe. There were pockets of it before that, but the reason why it's, it's not unusual for people to speak with tongues is because in the early 1900s, there was a massive wave of His glory that came into the earth again. And uh, it, was, it was a miracle when people began to speak with other tongues. And, and so it's, it's an amazing thing, and, and so that be, became one of the, the focuses of the church, and rightly so. Have you received the gift of the Holy Ghost? And we don't want you to leave unless you've received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And the promise, we understand the promise is not the gift of the Holy Ghost, the promise is all of it. It's the whole salvation is the promise. The promise of the Father was not you're going to speak with tongues, but the promise of the Father was eternal life. 
And that involved repentance, baptism, and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's all of it. The promises unto you, to your children, and to all that are far off, this entire planet, all people, all kindreds, all tongues, Gentiles included. What an amazing, what an amazing, but so we've got that. I got it when I was seven years old. My twin brother and I, and my twin brother's getting ready to get a miracle here while I'm preaching. But my twin brother and I received the gift of the Holy Ghost at the exact same time in Ketchikan, Alaska, seven years old. And that was, that was a great moment and that was an emphasis in our family to get our children to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And we came across a, uh, a picture that my, Daughter Sierra had had drawn, and we took a picture of it, and uh, it was when she had received the gift of the Holy Ghost. She drew a picture, and it was it was me laying hands on this this beautiful girl, which is massive lips. <laughs> but but she remembered she remembered that picture, and we looked back on it. it was an amazing moment to remember when she had received the gift of the Holy Ghost, and Taylor the same thing, and I'm sure with you and your children the same thing. It was an epic moment. You pushed for it, you prayed for it, and people received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And uh, Simon Peter, when he when he was speaking about this, this was not the first this was not the first time that they had talked about this gift. This was not the first time that they had that they had been in discussion about this, that the message of this moment had been declared. It had been preached to them by our God, except He didn't say it that way. He did not tell them, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that's what it is, that you're getting the Holy Spirit. You're getting the living Spirit inside of you. That's the gift. You're getting, you're getting the first fruits of that divine nature that you are going to live in fully in eternity. Right now it's first fruits because we're still flesh and blood. Get rid of that body and we are going to be in a glorified body in the fullness of that spiritual son and daughter DNA of God. Not kind of, but literally sons of God. Children of God. Not kind of, literally. You, you go ahead and look at us in the kingdom realm and you can tell between us and God. And John proved that when he began to worship fellow believers. Why would you do that? Because they look so much like him would be the only reason. <laughs> After you've already seen him up there, there's no way in the world that you're going to make a mistake because you're falling down to worship someone that looks just like who you've been worshiping. Because they are sons and they are daughters of God. And it will be that full expression, but it's spirit. The gift of the Holy Ghost is you get the Holy Ghost in you. His spirit. But that's not how God said it. That's how we say it, the gift of the Holy Ghost. When we ask people, have you received it yet? And we pray them through, and it's easy because it's a promise, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You'll speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives you the utterance. And uh, if you're here and you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking with other tongues, you can get it. And, And you don't have to leave without it, and it's not hard to receive it. It's a promise. It's your promise It's a miracle, yes, but it's a promise. And the fact that it's a promise means it's not based on you or based on me. It's based on Him. He promised it. He brings it to pass. It's impossible for you to not receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But it's not, not, that's not the language that God uses. 
Remember, this isn't the first time they've talked about it. Dr. Luke wrote the book of Luke, and the book of Acts is volume number two of his gospel. And, and he ends the book of Luke describing what the Lord said you're going to receive. And we call it the gift. If you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, but you've got to understand that's not what you received. You didn't get the gift of the Holy Ghost, did you? Has somebody received the gift of the Holy Ghost? And we're like, yeah, check. Yeah, check. But the Lord said it like this. He said, tarry in Jerusalem until you be clothed with power. Not the gift of the Holy Ghost. He said, what you're going to be endued with, which means clothed, put it, you're putting it on like a garment. He said, power. When he talked about it in his final time in Acts chapter 1, verse number 8, he said, you shall receive power. Not the gift of the Holy Ghost. You're receiving power. You are covered with and clothed with Power. It, it wasn't some kind of a, a, an experience that we all get and then we move past it. What's next? No. What you've got in you is the same Spirit that moved upon the face of the waters and God said, let there be light and there was light. It's the same Spirit that created the world by moving is moving inside of you. It's not the gift of the Holy Ghost. I got power. I got power. Oh, and I want you to know that it's that power that's causing me to prophesy over my brother Mike. It's that power that's causing me to speak all the way. I said, God, why don't you bring him here? I'll lay hands on him. Just like Philip, why don't you just bring him here and we'll put our hands on him. You can take him back to Sterling because I'm fed up with him dying of a, of a, of a sickness that, that nothing's helping with. He's got, he's got this deal called CVID. Where he has no immune system. His blood does not create it. And, and, and so he's got, he, it requires all kinds of medication for, for, for there to be any kind of normal life. And, uh, and, but you know, the VA is not the best system on planet earth. And, and so he's not even had his medication since December. Because the VA's messed up and blah, 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 blah. And, and, and so it's, it's been a deal to where he's, he went to church a couple of times up in, um, in Anchorage. And now he's, he's back to being shot and body done and can't go to church. And he's, I'm talking about lungs filled with pus at all points in time. I'm talking about he can't do anything physical. He, all these things are against him, but God gave Greg Glover power. And I want you to know that I spoke on the telephone one day, and I said, I command you to be free from alcohol. And he was from that day freed from alcohol. And so I prophesy to Mike Glover right now, I command your body to be completely healed. I command your every bit of your blood to be normalized by the power of the Holy Ghost. We didn't receive the gift. We received power. You've got something, my friend, that created the world. Oh, yeah, that's what's inside of you. When you begin to speak with tongues, it's the same Spirit of God begin to move. And God said, that's the same experience. The Holy Ghost in you. And you're speaking as God gives you the utterance. The Spirit of God's still moving. And God's still saying. And so I say, where's life at? I say, where's the light at? I say, where's the transformation at? Praise God. I, 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 
I want you to know if there's any kind of demonic force coming against my brother, I curse. I command them in chains of darkness. Jude chapter number 1 gives us that authority and that right. Put those devils back in chains, reserved unto the day of judgment. But free my brother's body. Free my Glover's mind. Free my Glover's physical man. I'm talking about there's a man of God that's limited by the physical name. No, 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 no. There's power. Greater is he that is in me than what's going on in that blood of my twin brother. Praise God. I command him. I can guarantee Mike's healed. That's what I can tell you. I can guarantee you. Whenever you get tired of playing around and recognize what you got inside of you, you're an unstoppable force. When you start, i got power to create life inside of me. <laughs> I didn't receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I received power. Why don't you clap your hands right now, lift up your voice. i got power is what i got. Oh, I got power. You didn't receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You received power. Woo. Praise God. Oh, you check it out. You check it out when there's a man made blind by God. Three days. He's blind. His name is Saul. And God, God wakes up another individual by the name of Ananias. And he says, I want you to go to Saul. There's a street called Straight. I want you to go there to, to, to a certain house on that street. Because I've got somebody there that saw you in a vision. Lay hands on him and he was healed. And Ananias is saying, I don't know if you heard about Saul or what. And, and he kind of argues back a little bit and the Lord says, go. And so here comes Ananias. The power of God. I'm talking about, this is the man, Saul. The reason he's in Damascus is to grab Ananias. He came for Ananias and everybody like Ananias to capture them, imprison them. He, he caused people to blaspheme, which is, they, they, would, they would say out loud, no, Jesus Christ is a liar. Talking about somebody who would make people blaspheme, or you're going to get beaten, you're going to prison, whatever. That's why he's here, and Ananias walks up to him, and what does he say? Brother, I'm talking power. I'm talking power, my friend. What, 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 what is that, Ananias? It's, it's already done. It's a done deal. If God, if God said for me to go do this because He saw me in a vision, I'm going to call Him brother before I touch Him. <laughs> because He's not who He came for. He's who God's making Him. He's not His intention. I, I'm part of this reversing what He planned. God's going to call this man into the, the gospel preaching machine that He is. Ananias lays hands on him, and the Bible said it was like scales fell from his eyes. Then the Bible said he received the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and, and you talk about scales falling from his eyes. From that moment on, all this man has is revelation. 
All he has is revelation, and he immediately, the Bible said, immediately went into the synagogue and preached the same message he had come to destroy. Jesus is the Christ. We were wrong. That was his message. Jesus is the Christ. We were wrong. We crucified the Christ. We've got to repent from our thinking about him. He is God. That was our Savior. That was our Messiah. Jesus is the Christ. You want to know what power does inside of an individual? The scripture said they start opposing him. And what's he do? The Bible said he starts to preach. He's very Christ. Not just the Christ now, but I'm upping it to very Christ. I'm talking about a boldness inside of them. It is inside of somebody that in three days, everything about his life is so transformed, he's preaching the same God that he used to condemn people for preaching. And he's doing it without guilt. He's doing it free from fear. He's doing it with the boldness of glory. And the Bible described it. He said, it's not, I didn't come to you with enticing words of men's wisdom. That's what the gift of the Holy Ghost does for people. Is He comes inside of people and then we go to wisdom. I got the gift of the Holy Ghost. But now I got a 12-step program that's faith-based. I got the gift of the Holy Ghost. But now I've got all the same kind of stuff the world's got, wisdom of men. And what I've done is I put the name Christ on it. What's, what's different about your 12-step program? Well, we say Christ. We're not afraid to name our higher power. That's the difference. You've got a higher power in AA? We've got Christ in, in our Celebrate Recovery group. So, so, what do you have to do to get free? You go through the steps. What do you have to do to be free? You go through recovery. How long are you in recovery the rest of your life? Is that power? No, that's not power. That, that don't sound to me like power because I didn't read that recipe in the book of Acts. I didn't find that formula in the book of Acts. I read about somebody who came to murder Christians and he became a Christian in three days and began to preach the same Jesus Christ. Praise God. There ain't no 12-step program to that. There's deliverance is what there is. I'm talking it's power. There's a whole city that's literally under the authority of a demonic person called Simon. And there's a man named Philip. One of the attributes about Philip, he's filled with what? Power. He don't got to come with the gift of the Holy Ghost. No, he's filled with power. And when he came to a city that was under the authority of a demonic magician, the Bible said that whole city was baptized. And that whole city turned away from Simon and became believers of Jesus Christ. (laughs) That whole city did. What's the Bible say? The Bible said that when the apostles heard that they had received the Word of God. And the Bible said, but they hadn't yet received the Holy Ghost. What the apostles did is they sent Peter and John. And Peter and John laid hands on everybody. 
and they receive the Holy Ghost. So you're talking about one person named Philip who's filled with power. He's a deacon. But the Bible said when he went to Samaria, he was preaching. And when he was preaching, you're talking about somebody becoming an evangelist. You're talking about somebody who God's raising up in his gifting. But it's one person in Samaria with power. One person in the whole city gets freed. I'm talking about one person with power is greater than an entire city under the domination of a demonic realm. One believer walks into Samaria and if they're filled with power, there's going to be deliverance for everybody. Even if they don't have the Holy Ghost, they're going to get delivered because Philip's got power. Because Philip's walking in power. Don't walk in the gift of the Holy Ghost and human wisdom. Don't walk in the gift of the Holy Ghost and turn back to human strength. You need to walk in power. You need to walk in power. You see, that's the problem with it because it's a step. I want you to speak with tongues. Okay, then what? Now we go back to human thinking. Now we got a program for you. Now we have a one-size-fits-all discipleship. And from now on, we are going to speak into your life things that are not in the Bible. But they're based off of human experience. So, so that means that you're never free. You know, i got a problem with that. Because the Bible said He makes people free. You shall be endued with power. The greatest picture you have of that, you're clothed with the Holy Ghost power. The greatest picture of that in the natural is a naked man possessed by a legion of devils. Yeah, I mean, that is it's between two and 6,000 devils. Enough to fill 2,000 pigs. So for sure, 2,000. He's naked. He lives in the cemetery. He cuts himself. He's crying at nighttime. And he's so scary and violent that the people have chained him broken out but they tried the same thing go 12 steps chain him up boom breaks out again here he is naked and the bible said there's a little there's a boat that gets to the shore and he begins to run buck naked to this man at the shore and when he gets to him he falls at his feet what are we coming over here for, Lord? What in the world are we coming over here for? I want you to know that he told them to get into a boat. Didn't tell them why they're getting into a boat. They went through a storm that was calmed by his word. But he never explained why we got to go to the other side. He's not saying i got to go preach to them. i got to this, that, and the other. No, no. He, he didn't tell his disciples. But they're standing there watching a naked man fall at his feet. And the scripture said that when the town people came, he was clothed. That's, that's what God did for us with the Holy Ghost. Because where did he get his clothes from? The Bible said that he was clothed. 
I want you to know that when the Lord of God changes you, He changes you. He, the Lord brings a change of clothes just like He brings a power and He clothes you with it and He covers you with it just like He covers you with His stuff and not your stuff. Clothed in His right mind. Don't need the change today. You don't need the program today. We don't need to go to a counselor today. The power of God delivered the demoniac and the same power delivers you from addictions that delivers you. You're not recovering. You're free. And you're a son of God. You've got the spirit of liberty is what you've got. Praise God. Amen. That's, that's human wisdom. That's human wisdom. Let's, let's, let's get the minds of this world loosed. Let's describe the Logos. Come on, let's, let's get the minds of the Corinthians to start speaking on things that are, that are so vast and deep. And we sit down and we hear these orators speak and our minds are blown by human wisdom. And the Bible said that when Paul came, he said, I didn't even use. You know what I did? I came without enticing words. It's just like this whole church before church. Garrett says, you know, my voice is shot. Oh, well, D. Lorenz can't even talk. Oh, well. We're not talking about ability. We're talking about I came in the demonstration and power. I didn't come with words. And I didn't come with the gift of the Holy Ghost. But I came with power is what I came with. Demonstration and power. He said, I don't want your faith to stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. You didn't get the gift of the Holy Ghost. You got power. And it's the power of God. Oh, that power is unbelievable. I'll tell you what you lack. One thing. Right? You lack one thing. Should I get to attain? The Bible said this mountain, there's a man called a ruler, a rich man. He comes running. Just like the demoniac. He comes running, drops to his knees. Just like the demoniac. Good master, what should I do to inherit eternal life? He's like, well, obey the word. He's like, which ones? He names some of the commandments. All these I've kept from my youth up. But the Bible said that when he comes to the Lord, he says, Good master, what good thing shall I do to inherit eternal life? And the Lord said, Why are you calling me good? He said, Because there's only one good God. He calls him good master. But then he says, what good thing do you want me to do? And the Lord said, there's only one good, it's God. And and so the man said, well, what do I lack yet? Here's what God does. He gets personal. There's no commandment that says, go sell all your stuff. Give it to the poor. Then you shall have treasures in heaven. And then he invites him to be his disciple. Come follow me. 
You can't find those commandments. Because that commandment's not in there. That's what the Holy Ghost does. He gets personal with you. He exposes something in you. And you're like, I couldn't live without this. I couldn't. What you're asking of me. And you've got to recognize that's what God does. There's things not in the Bible. You'll find things that are not Scripture and verse. But He's telling you personally. Here's what I'm requiring of you. But, it, but the invitation is so great because name somebody else that He calls to be His disciple. Name somebody else who rejects that call. Because He said, go sell your stuff and bless. You're going to bless now the poor. Take up your cross Come follow me. And the Bible said he was grieved. And when the Lord saw that, the Bible said this is what he said before he walks away. How hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And the disciples were like, And the Lord says, this man's here. He saw the reaction begins to speak. And here's what he said. It's like a needle and a camel. This isn't a gate in Jerusalem. A needle, the, the, the eye of a needle where you put the thread through. A rich man entering into the kingdom of God. Or, or whoever you believe it's impossible for. It's like a camel going in there. And the Lord says, you know what that is? That's impossible with men. But he said, with God. That's what he's lacking. What he's lacking is not giving or blessing or treasures in heaven. What he is lacking is wanting to do this without God. What good thing could you do if you're not good? You can't do something good if you're not good. And if there's only one good God, I can't do anything good without God. And so the one thing I'm lacking is Him. That's why He said, follow me. Come and follow me. That's why He said, you're not doing it without me. That's the one thing you're lacking. Is you're lacking a relationship with me. It's impossible for you. It's possible with me. (laughs) I want you to think about that. God's saying I could take a camel through the eye of a needle. A camel through the eye of a needle. You couldn't do it, but God said I can do it. Here's the problem. You're trying to do it without me. I'm not asking you to do it without me. What I'm asking you to do is only possible with me. That's the problem when you get the gift of the Holy Ghost. And the Lord says, all right, now I want you to give up this. And we go, there's no way. We can feel grief because we're emotionally attached to stuff. You you can feel it'll be a human emotion because your soul's tied to stuff. But if the Lord's calling it out in you, it's never going to be you. 
It's never going to be your power that does it. You're never doing it alone. You're never doing it without God. The one thing we all lack is with God. But if we're with God, all things are possible. What he lacks is not selling his riches. What he lacks is he's not following God. And there's stuff that's in the way of him following God. That's what the Lord's doing. God can set you free, make you free, but you look at it like it's on you. Oh, my friend, if it's on you, all we do is end up living a Romans 7 life. A wicked man that I am. I want to do good, but there's evil in me. This is terrible. I want to be free, but I can't. I'm trying so hard, but I can't. And the Lord makes it impossible for people to do it without Him. Because He said, don't commit adultery. And He said, all these things I've kept from my youth up. Except the Lord changed the terms of adultery. He said, if you look on a woman to lust, you've committed adultery. That kind, of, that, kind of, that kind of makes the numbers in the crowd go up. Hey, you want to know what murder is? Hating somebody. What? Thou shalt not kill. Yeah, I've never killed somebody. Have you hated somebody? You're talking about making it impossible to do it without God. You cannot do it. No matter how hard you try, you will never be right. That's the testimony of a zealous maniac like Paul who was zealous more than anybody else in his age group. He was after God according to his, the religion of the Jews and he's the one that's saying, I want to do good. Evil's in me. Oh, he said, I wouldn't even have known there was such a thing. I wouldn't know there was such a thing as my lust I wouldn't have known there was such a thing as my desire for what you have. Except that the Word of God told me, you shall not covet. And the same same Word brings up stuff inside of us. He exposes it in you. I wouldn't have known it was a problem for me to so-and-so. That's why there's no one-size-fits-all discipleship group because maybe you can't ever get on the Internet for you. Maybe, maybe God says no for you. Maybe God says no, you've got to drop that football team because it's, it owns you. Maybe God says for you, no, you can't, you can't be around that group of people. Maybe God says no for you. I, I don't want you buying a bunch of clothes. Maybe I don't know what it is, but it's going to be something that's in between me and the Holy Ghost. And it's in my soul. And I feel something when you talk about me getting away from it. But God's never saying to do it with your own strength. It's going to be with God. And with God, you can take a camel through the eye of a needle with God. Is there a situation that you have that looks more impossible than that? Let's just say your habit, your addiction, it's sin is what it is. Let's just say that that is like a camel. Facing the eye of a needle, you're like, there's no possible way. Well, maybe if I start with the ears. No, I just can't. You're taking one hair from that camel through the eye of a needle. Two hairs, it's like thread. But God said, with me, the whole thing can go through. I'm, I'm, not, I'm never, ever going to put something on you you can't accomplish with me. 
It's never going to be by your power. It's never going to be by your strength. That's why you've got to recognize, I did not check off the gift of the Holy Ghost on my list. All these I've had since my youth. Most of us got the, got the gift of the Holy Ghost when we were very young. And we can say that, yep, check me, I've got the Holy Ghost in my soul. Just like the Bible said. No, you don't unless it's power. Unless you define it as power, you don't have it. And if it's not power in your life, that's why you're struggling. That's why you're hopeless. That's why you think it's impossible. How many of you have a friend that you think them coming to the kingdom of God is like a camel going through the eye of a needle? God says that's impossible by human means. But you better know nothing is impossible with God. The power of the Holy Ghost is like that. God, I didn't come. He, he tells this group of people. He says, I, I, I'm coming to speak to you because I don't want you to become coming behind in any gift. And you're coming behind in power. And so I've got to reveal unto you again that what Christ is to us, He said, is the power of God. Christ, the power of God. And he says, I've heard some, I've heard some, some people talking smack in Corinth. And he said, let me tell you something. The kingdom of God's not in words. He said, it's in power. He said, and I'm going to come and I'm going to check your temperature. I'll know if you're talking smack or not. Because when I come there, I'm not looking for words. I'm looking for power. I'm not looking for wisdom. I'm looking for power. Kick him out of the church. I'm looking for power. I'm looking for demonstration of the glory of God. He's telling this group of people, I want you to know before we get to talking about the gifts of the Spirit, you've got to be an understanding of what, what it is in one word's power. The Bible said these gifts... It's the same God who worketh. (laughs) I could never work it. Ever. You want to know why it works? Because God works it. That's why it looks like foolishness to people. But the weakness of God is stronger than the strength of men. And it's not weakness and it's not foolishness. It's power. So God might give you a tongue. Diverse kinds of tongues. He might give you interpretation of those diverse kinds of tongues. But the only reason it's effectual is because God works it. You might have gifts of healings. And that's what we really do need. We do not need therapy. It's gifts, plural, of healings. Plural. Not physical only. Everything. Everything. And it's miracle. It's a miracle like when you rise up and walk. Except it's a miracle in your heart. And it's a miracle in your mind. And it's a miracle in your past. And it's a miracle in your emotions. It's healings. It's hurts that are long gone. It's people that are today bound by bruises. Old wounds. People bound by broken hearts. That's what the the gifts of healings do. And the reason why it works is because God's doing it. God's doing it. 
When God's in it. Let me tell you. Let me tell you about an experience I had. I've told you probably before some of it. But I was in Mexico. In uh, 2013 or 14. First time I went to Mexico to this crusade. A couple of 3,000, 3,500 people outside in this big, huge um, church that was outside. And, and all kinds of needs. All kinds of needs. So I went down on that crowd. I had a guy that could speak English and Spanish, so he was speaking for me because none of them can speak English. It's in Merida, uh, Merida, Mexico. And all of a sudden, something just opens up. And I'm talking about no different. Greg Glover was no different. I, I wasn't. Most of the time, I was in a bad mood because it was so humid. All I did was sweat on that trip. And then, then Montezuma had massive revenge on me. <laughs> so it was not me. But all of a sudden, there was a compassion. I'm not usually compassionate like this. People touch me with their hurts and their needs for sure, but it was a different. And every single person I was praying for, and it was like 50 plus people, they were all healed, and it was physical stuff I could see. Like literally blind, opened eyes. Deaf, open. Tumor, gone. Shriveled up hand, open. On and on it goes. It was just one after another. And it was completely without hands. It was not me. And it's never been like that ever again. Fifty plus people. There was 65, I think, healed that day, and over 50 of them I touched. I couldn't even communicate except be an interpreter. But miracle after miracle after miracle. And what it was is there was just, God gave Greg Glover some sort of power that day that was effectual because he was in it. And all he needed was me to go touch. And if I did that, he did the rest. And then I would go to the next one and he would do the rest. And I would go to the next one and he would do the rest. And my faith never changed. Every single one of them I walked up to, I was like, oh, great. Oh, great. Oh, a tumor I can see. You sure you don't have a headache we don't see? <laughs> every one of them. It wasn't like all of a sudden I got faith. I'm like, God, da, 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 all night. No, no, no. It was every time. It was all him. It was every time. I would go from, I don't know, to faith, compassion, miracle. Every single one. It was the power, not the gift of the Holy Ghost, but power that was coming out of me. And when it came out of me, every single person was healed that I touched. It's never been like that before or since. And I want you to know God does stuff like that. God, just for whatever reason, will work something out of you, but it's never going to be you that works it. But you better know what you got is more than something to check off the list, and it's more than just a gift of the Holy Ghost. It's the power. It's the power of God that created this world. Praise God. It's the power of God. It's a false gospel, I believe. It stirs up my spirit. I 
was in a, I was amongst the professional rehab people for a whole year. My sentence wasn't jail time. My sentence was drug court. So I was amongst people that had been in rehab of some sort for for years. And uh, the reason why they went to church rehab is because they had dinner. And if you didn't have dinner, then they didn't go to it. That's what it was all about for these guys. And I met one of them. You met him later on, but I met one of them, and he'd been to six. No teeth right here. Never will be able to drive again in his life. Six, he had, he had gotten like four or five DUIs. Lost his license forever. And had been in rehabs. It had, he was inpatient for six months. He was in every kind of rehab you can have. Nothing's worked. Nothing's worked. We baptized him in Jesus Christ. And he received the gift of the Holy Ghost one day. But he didn't receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He received power. He received power. And me and him went through that whole year of, of drug court. He never peed dirty once. Only me and him were perfect. Out of that whole group of people that we went in there with. He's never been back. He's never been addicted since. Rehab didn't work it for him. But one moment. I'm talking one moment. And it was over for him. One moment. And he was delivered from it. That's the God that I'm talking about that promises salvation. It's not I'm going to save your soul and then you're going to have to white knuckle everything else the rest of your life. I'll take a camel through the eye of a needle if you'll believe. If you'll be with me, my power can do anything. God's power is power. <laughs> You know what we need? That's what we need. That's what we need. Because there's all kinds of ideas. All kinds of ideas. Here's what we ought to be doing. Here's what we ought to be doing. And the key factor is it's us doing. It's us doing. What, What happens when you refuse anything but Him? I came to know nothing but Jesus Christ. And Him crucified. <laughs> Praise God. Nothing else. I'm clothed in Him. And He put me on like a coat. And that changes everything. So we don't have programs. Surprisingly in the book of Acts. We don't have programs. We've got power. Such power where you take something from Paul and people are delivered. That they would just take something Paul had touched. God just did this for a few years. It's called special miracles, but it was only for an amount of time. And any, anywhere they brought these claws, Acts 19, they were all delivered. Or they were healed. I'm talking power. I'm not talking about we need to get together and I need to tell you I'm Greg Glover, an addict. I need to tell you I'm Greg Glover and I'm hoping I don't cheat on my wife again. I'm Greg Glover and I'm recovering from this, that, or the other. No, it's power. You better know it's power. I I want you to know that the Veterans Society or the Veterans is going to fail. 
It's a, it's a terrible, it's a terrible system. And you can't rely on that. And you can't rely on people. And you can't rely on medicine. You can't rely on news. You can't rely on public leaders. You can't rely on things that you're hearing as being true. You can't, you can't rely on anything anymore because AI can think anything. I want you to know the only thing that we can rely on, you got it already. It's power. It's power. Oh, yeah. When, when you got devil-possessed people, you bring them to the church. you got people that are bound by cancer, you bring them to the church. We've got power. And that's what we're going with. The power of God. You shall receive power. Know about everyone else's definition. I'm done, baby. But I, I know God's definition of power. I don't know anyone else's definition of power. But God's definition of power. <laughs> mm. God's definition of power. Whew. It's just like what you said the other day, Brother Dunn. We didn't know they're not in jail because we're standing at the door. We, we didn't know we're not in jail. I heard, I heard a guy talking about when they were going to a uh, crusade and uh, they, were, they were in the airport area trying to get through security and uh, they were requiring all kinds of stuff that they did not have. And so... They're in a bad spot in a different country's airport, and they don't got the stuff that they need. And, and so they did a little prayer deal, and then a little prayer in public type of deal where you're just kind of not saying it too loud. And then they started walking to the door. And then they recognized those people can't see us. And so they just went out the door and into the country. You can't see me. <laughs> they did that to you. You can't see me. I'm talking power. I'm talking God takes a camel through the eye of a needle. I'm talking about that person that you think's impossible. God can take them through the eye of a needle. The one you checked off. No, no, no. What would happen if you touched them with power? What would happen if you got out of your mind the wisdom of men and the process it's going to take and what it's going to require and you let God be God and the Holy Ghost. You followed the Holy Ghost. Praise God. It's a picture, isn't it? The Bible said that, the, that, that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And you see that picture. Because the Bible said that the glory of God came into the tabernacle Fills that tabernacle to where Moses can't enter. But it's also on the tabernacle. By fire at night. In and it's on. The Bible said you're going to be covered and I'm going to be in it. But both is power. And what, what happens is the Lord says here's how we're going to go into the promised land. When you see the cloud... Lift off the tabernacle. 
You're, then everybody gets in marching order. You pack up all your stuff. And you follow the cloud until he's found the next spot for you. Whether you're there for a year, whether you're there for a month, whether you're there for a day, whether it's just overnight, there's a whole list of what, uh, if, if, if it's in Numbers 9. Bottom line is, is when the cloud moves, you follow. And so the Bible said the cloud has moved right to Kadesh Barnea. And here's where everything goes wrong. Because the people get nervous. We're getting ready to obtain our promise, the gift. But they say, hey, Moses. And you don't find this out till Deuteronomy, but it was the people's idea. Why don't we send spies to go survey the land? Check out what we're facing. And then come back and tell us. So we can develop a strategy for this promised land. And so God lets them do it. Twelve go out. They come back and ten have an evil report. We can't do it. They said we can't go in. You see what they just did? Is the Holy Ghost led them right up to the gift. And then they went into it without it. How you were going to take that promised land was when the cloud went in. Why did they get in front of the cloud? Because when they got back to the, to the cloud, then they started telling the cloud what they're going to do. We're going back to Egypt. And that, that group of people didn't go in. And the Bible said they didn't even have to cross over Where God was taking them in, it was all land. No miracle required. Except they got in front of the Holy Ghost. And said, let's try to figure out a strategy for taking down a city. I'll bet you I know what that strategy doesn't include. Walking around a city saying nothing. I'll bet you that's not part of human strategy. I don't even read that in history. Eisenhower goes, what we're going to do is walk around Germany. No. That's the Holy Ghost. Man is like, there's no way we can do it. We're like grasshoppers in our own sight. What, what in the world happened to waiting for the cloud to move? And the Bible said that the wind... It blows wherever it wants to. And you don't know where. You don't know where it's going. And he said, so is everyone born of spirit. That's us. We're moving with the spirit. Where are you going? We don't know. We don't know how. We don't know where. Because it's the Spirit who's taking you. It's the Spirit governing and leading you. It's the Spirit who's giving you words to say. It's the Spirit that's telling you to stop, stay, go here, go there. 
So is everyone born of the Spirit. Never get out in front of the wind and never try to be a weatherman. Saying in Spokane, Washington, this is what God can do. There was just a foreshadow of what God can do back in the early 1900s when Spokane was the healthiest city in America. Because everyone was being healed. Everybody. Spokane, the healthiest place. Why? God did it. I'm talking about, friend, there's no, there's no way in the world you can plan that. You know what, you know what John Lake did? He said, I'm going to go bring this to Portland. You know what he brought to Portland? A program. Nothing. Healing rooms. But nothing like what he left behind in Spokane. Where it was everyone, everywhere being healed. This isn't something you can bring. This is something God brings you to. And He's doing it. And He's doing it. And we can try to replicate it somewhere else. And it ain't going to work unless He's the one who's inspiring it and doing it. And I say we've got so much human wisdom. We've got so much. Here's what we ought to do. And this is how long it's going to take. And this is the way it's going to happen. And we need to get back to knowing it's not by your might. And it's not by human power. By my Spirit, said the Lord. Stand with me, please. So here's what we're doing at our church. What are you doing? We have a faith-based recovery group. I recommend this book. I recommend this book. I recommend this book. I recommend this book. Do you got a stinking scripture? Do you have something out of the Bible? Do you recommend the Bible by chance? I got this guy's book about this spiritually healthy person and this book about how to, how to be healed from adultery and this book how to be healed from pornography and, and this book over here about da 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 da. It's a camel and we figured out a way to go through the eye of a needle. I just, I just, I just reject the idea. Come on, God. Won't you bring Mike here so we can lay hands on him? You did it to Philip. All of a sudden, he's in a different city. Where's he at? Because that's power. That's power. Power is when it's just normal. For you to no longer be in jail. But they don't know you're gone. Because they're standing at the door and you never walked out. God took you out. And that's Acts 4. That's Acts 5. It's when it becomes the norm. For you to just lay hands on seven people. And those seven people filled with power. God takes them to a whole different place. What is it? Is that no? We we aren't even calling it revival. That's 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 the apostolic life. He laid hands on them. They speak with tongues and prophesied. And those twelve people started that revival in Ephesus. The 
that city in two to three years. How many did it start with twelve? Did they learn to prophesy? They prophesied immediately. I'm talking about no limits on power. Don't tell me when you can be used of God. Don't tell me what stuff you got to go through. You want to know what you got to go through, and you'll hear this from every preacher. I told my pastor I was called to preach. You know what he did? Here's a plunger. Like, so every one of you went and cleaned toilets immediately? Or did you hear that from somebody? I heard a guy say, well, my man of God, what he did is he showed me, he showed me how to wash up a, somebody's wash basin. Like, you didn't know how to do that? You didn't know how to dry up a sink? Somebody had to show you that? And then you hear the story repeated, so you just know it's what people say. No, 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 there is no, there is no. He immediately goes and preaches. Christ and very Christ. Immediately. There's no training, there's no pathway to to ministry. It's power. Ananias didn't give him a Bible study. He laid hands on him. Power. Something just got a hold of me. This morning when I was was just thinking and I was thinking and I was thinking, all of a sudden I started thinking, you know what I got? I got the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I was supposed to get power. How do you see what you got? If you're calling it, I got a gift. But it's not the ruler of your life. It's not the success. It's not the basis for everything good. If you got the Holy Ghost and you're trying real hard to live for God, all you got was the gift. That's what I'm saying. That's what you got was the gift. You see it as, now what do I got to do? I checked this off. But let me figure out how to do this. Somebody said, here's how you win people. You, first of all, you develop a friendship. So what I'm going to do, Sandy, is you and me are going to connect, and we'll just start having dinners, our families together. And one of these days, I'm going to pop the question on you. But there's no way that God's already working on you. So, so. There's no way that the power of God doesn't just take over. So let me be friends with you for maybe a year. And then I'll say, hey, have you uh, ever gone to church? Doesn't that sound like a good idea? There's wisdom in everything. You, you, You name any outreach. What your church needs is buses. What your church needs is a pantry. What your church needs is a youth home. On and on. Good ideas for days. Good ideas. And there's always a good quality in every one of them. Have you ever heard the program called Power? Like we're just not going to do Jack. But have his power. So, So that means that there's no limits then. You you don't have to wait till the 12th study before you get deliverance. 
Hey, you know what we are? We're a faith-based recovery. And on step number five, we, we make amends. We don't start with forgiveness because we're faith-based. Get ready for a lot of work. And you'll, you'll kill yourself to make your program work. And you don't lift a finger for power. What if you just said, I'm going to do whatever it takes for power? Huh. I'm going to do whatever it takes for power! That's when, that's when people start falling down on the street because that light from heaven. Ananias didn't get to him first. God did. Ananias didn't knock on him. So you want a Bible? Say, no, God got to him. Power. Ha yeah. <laughs> ha. Close your eyes if you would. Start thinking about your hang-up right now. The thing that you've been, quote-unquote, working on. God wants to take the camel through the eye of the needle right now. He wants to make you free right now. I'm talking about no more fear, no more darkness, no more addiction, no more hatred, no more any, whatever it is. Power sets you free today. God don't share you with anything. God's not willing to be one of your gods. He's going to knock out everything that's not Him. He just needs permission. He just needs for you to be with Him in it. And the camel's getting ready to go through the eye. Then you know it's impossible. It is with you, not with God. I'm talking about those things that cannot be cured. I'm talking about the real stuff. I'm talking about people that got the Holy Ghost, but they also got sexually abused. I'm talking about maybe three out of four girls. I'm talking about the numbers are staggering. It's a fact how many people past have been harmed. They got the Holy Ghost. But they also got hurt. And there's power for that. There's power for that, church. It's called the gift of healings. There's power for that. Oh, our God is able to free you from being possessed by those broken heart and by the bruises and by the captivity of your past. The prison doors open. There is freedom for you. Huh. What can you what can you say in this room today that you can accomplish in your life with eternal salvation? Not one thing can we do, it's his works. It's our faith in his works and promises. And the same God that can wash away all of your sins, 
He can remit all of your hurt. He can remit your slavery to pornography. He can remit your slavery to alcohol. Pills, whatever it is. Nicotine. Name the drug. Name the hang-up. Also the internet. Also the millions of other things people, they're bound by. I want you to know that the, the glory of God is the spirit of liberty, not, not fear. It's not bondage. It's the spirit of liberty. God will never leave you in bondage. You can know it's not God's will for you to be bound and He's just doing something and I don't know what He's doing. Quit lying. He'll never leave you in bondage. He's, it's not His will for you to be bound by anything of the flesh. Or anything of sin. It's the spirit of liberty, not bondage. And you quit believing the lie. And you turn to power. I don't need the book. I don't need the counselor. I'm going to save my money on the chiropractor. God's going to heal me today. God's going to release me today. God's going to deliver me today. I want you to pray right now. I want you to pray right now for display and demonstration of power in your life today. And beginning today, I'm going to walk in power. I'm clothed in it and power's in me. And it's not any power. It's the same power that created planet earth. It's the Spirit of God that moves on darkness and says there's light. Where does light go? Light gets conquered. Light gets conquered. Light conquers darkness. Where does darkness go when light comes? It gets defeated where it goes. It doesn't run out the door. It gets defeated. It gets taken down what happens. That's the power of our God. The Spirit moving in you. Come on, somebody. Walk in power right now. You ought to pray in tongues right now like it's your birthright. You ought to pray in tongues right now like that's the greatest thing on planet Earth for you. You ought to pray in tongues right now like God's taken the camel through the eye of a It's impossible with men, but not with God. The one thing you lack is power. Without me, you can do nothing, is what he said. Without me, you can do nothing. But with God, all things are possible. Can you imagine that life? Without me, you can do nothing. But with God, all things are possible. You got power! You ought to start prophesying over somebody that's not here. You ought to start commanding stuff to leave your house. You ought to start commanding freedom in your mind today. There's power. There's power. Your husband's coming to church. Your wife's coming to church. Your family member's coming to church. Your, Your loved one's coming to church. Your brother's coming to church. There's salvation for them. They are going to be delivered. Come on, God, knock them off their donkey. Come on, Holy Ghost, take over this city and take over our life and take over the Glover house and let it be filled with power. Power from on high, God. Power. But I said there's power. There's power. Power! Oh, power, power, power! 
Fill Mike Glover's blood, I pray. Oh, I said, fill Mike Glover's blood with life. Command that body to be renewed into the image. It's got to be at least like me, God. We're identical twins, God. If it's on Him, it's got to be on me. It's not on me, so take it off of Him. Relieve Him from it, I pray, God. Show the power of God. Why should I command that in the name of Jesus Christ and by the blood of the Almighty God? Power, power. We don't trust in man, God. I do not trust in doctors, Lord. They're not helping Him. You're the only one. You're the only one, Jesus Christ. Fill Him with power. He's a prophet of God. Raise up that body, Lord. These bones can live. Let your breath bring blood into His bones. Brand new life into His bones. I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, oh, somebody in this room, you got power. God's going to take your camel through the eye of a needle. Oh, get your hands off it. Get God on it right now. Ramasala, it seems impossible. It is, it is, it is. That's why it seems impossible. You can't do it, but God, with God, with God. So I got power. Woo! I've got power. Sakaraba. <laughs> I said they better fall. They better fall.
Let me tell you something, if you, if you stand with me, if you, or whatever, stay where you are, whatever. I feel like, I feel like God's done things in my life that give me that kind of a testimony where the first time, brother, brother Dunn, that I had to meet the district board after I got arrested, they started asking me how bad, how how terrible was it when, like, I spent thirty six hours in jail. So, at what point in time did you start having withdrawals? Never, I never did. What kind of what kind of what kind of urge? So, what what kind of urges do you have? None. I got, I got so delivered from ever wanting pills, I was also delivered from withdrawals. There's, there's people that have withdrawals with opiates that are like 11 days long. It it's doesn't sound to me like it's fun, but I never had it. And you could say the same thing for my twin brother with alcohol blackout drunk. No withdrawals. But instant deliverance. I'm I'm talking about that's the God that our world needs. We don't just need to insert Jesus Christ into the higher power category. We need to introduce that power that you are freed forever. And that's no urge and that's no withdrawals and that's no effects. That's the power of our God. And I can testify to that. That's That's the witness that I have in the Holy Ghost of what the Lord can do. He can also make you talk in tongues without a voice box. (laughs) We actually had to cover up a hole right here because he would have drowned when we baptized him. He comes up out of that water and he's speaking out loud in other tongues. (laughs) That's our God. That's power. powerful message he's so right we often check things off baptized Holy Ghost what next and our lives can be just as miserable as the people in the world and I think that comes from sometimes just 
That message hit me hard. So sometimes when we are looking for that tangible experience from Jesus Christ, and it's like, where are you in these miracles? Where are the miracles that we were promised? It's like, maybe we should just go look in the mirror for a second. Because being baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins, what a miracle. What a miracle that every single day you were given new mercy new mercy every single day I forgive you and I love you and on top of that he has given us power what a mighty God that message was we need to hear that we need to be reminded that we are not of this world and sometimes we forget that and we start acting just like it and we conform to everything that everybody else is doing but when you hear a message like that it wakes you up you are not the same you do have power to heal people you do have the ability to change people's lives through Jesus Christ what an amazing God that we serve what an amazing God I am very thankful I need the new mercy every day. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I need it every single day. And I am thankful for Jesus Christ. Chew on this word. Chew on it. Forgive me, God. When you hear messages like that, it almost makes you feel blasphemous. Because you question where is the power. I know I've done it. Where is this beautiful power? Where is it? But the fact that we are saved even yet, we're sinners, it doesn't make any sense. Let's chew on this word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.